Culture Department. You spelled it the same way they did before, uh, and I don't want to sound, I didn't want to send an email because the tone can't really, I'm not trying to chastise you, but door jam is J-A-M-B, not J-A-M. Um, and again, please continue with your wonderful columns. Thank you. Bye. I'm Daedalus Howell. I'm a writer and a filmmaker and a conceptual artist and all kinds of other creative shit just like you. Last season of Culture Department was about reconciling being an artist and an entrepreneur. This season is about saving our souls with our work, our real work. I don't know about you, but I need it, and I'm doing it by doubling down on what actually drives me, and I'm inviting you to ride shotgun. So let's start with a new project kicking off this season with a miniseries, Burning Down the Art House, Part 1, Posers, Paradists, and Pillhead, an art film. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. What makes an art film? I'm with Freeze Magazine editor Dan Fox when it comes to being showy with one's creative pursuits. In his book, Pretentiousness, Why It Matters, a title that just unleashes butterflies in my stomach. Fox suggests that pretentiousness, particularly that of aspiring artists, is a cornerstone of aesthetic development. As a woebegotten, trench-coated teen with a head full of arty ambitions curdling beneath my dyed black locks, I could totally relate. It's only natural, then, that I would return to my memories of the era, this era being the late 80s and early 90s, when I committed, again and finally, to make a so-called art film. But what is an art film? Well, independent scholar David Andrews spent several hundred pages in his book Theorizing Art Cinemas, Foreign Cult, Avant-Garde, and Beyond trying to answer this question. And so far as I can tell, he's arguing that an art film is any flick that plays in an art house. Okay, well, this begs the question, what's an art house? I think I got this one. An art house would be like the Plaza Theater in Petaluma in the 80s. And it was long gone by the 90s, but the Plaza was a century-old repertory cinema that projected a different movie every night. And the bill was curated by some cinema savant we never knew, but whose depth and breadth of movie mastery was rivaled only by their obvious affection for it. On any given night, you could be treated to selections from the French New Wave, noir classics, animation, softcore foreign films, and all manner of counterculture curios. And I worked there. I worked there... Unfortunately, during its gradual decline under new owners, but I worked there, and I later used it as the locus for much of my first novel, The Late Projectionist, which is actually also about pretentious wannabe filmmakers. So art films, or, or at least the affectations ascribed to them, are something, well, there's something I should know, and I do, I think. But even after I wrote the screenplay for Pillhead, my upcoming directorial debut, I felt queasy about humble-bragging about it on Instagram, especially since I garnished the post with the hashtag artfilm. Three notions occurred to me simultaneously. A. I sound like an idiot. B. I have 
no idea what I'm talking about. And C, best case scenario, people will think I'm attempting to be funny with some kind of weird humor. And had I used the slightly more pejorative tag, Art Flick, I could probably sneak by on that. But nope, I wrote hashtag Art Film, and I meant it. After some reflection, however, I, I realized that humor was actually at the root of it all. That my entire understanding of what I think an art film is comes not from groundbreaking auteurs, but from their satirists. It began, as much of my adolescent understanding of the world had, uh, with Monty Python. So parody works in part because it distills the motifs and ticks of its subject into a concentrated form. An analogy would be uh, celebrity impressions. Think of all the William Shatner bits performed by comedians. They're, they're breathy, staccato, and manic. But there's qualities that recall elements of Shatner's actual style, but that never happens all at once. He doesn't do that all the time. But in aggregate, it seems like he might. So film parodies do the same, and art films can be equally breathy, staccato, and manic when they're condensed for humor's sake. So my appreciation for this really starts with the French subtitled film sketch from Monty Python's second season, uh, and it was part of their motion picture parody of Scott of the Antarctic. So here, the obvious targets are the French New Wave as a whole, and presumably specific members of Cahiers du Cinema, uh, the gang from whom it spawned, uh, with poster child Jean-Luc Godard really taking one for the team. French subtitled film finds a Belmondo-esque caricature played by Terry Jones and a Bardot-like blonde, the always game Carol Cleveland with the cabbage in her lap for some reason, uh, and they're gauged in a trivial dialogue against the din of seagulls at a dump. It's sublime, and it can only be taught by uh, Jones uttering the line, I am a revolutionary, but in French, which I'm not going to attempt for you here. And perhaps topping that... Maybe the ticking time bomb had a lettuce that ends uh, sort of a reprise of the scene later. So in an essay I read online called uh, On Rewatching Mighty Python and Mocking the French, uh, the anonymous author sums up the effect nicely. He says, Feeding into the new wave ideology, their dialogue, though seemingly absurd and pointless, does indeed expose a deeper level of existentialism. Neither building upon itself nor entirely pointless, instead it seems to embrace the total absurdity of human existence with such repeated lines as, it's a nice day. Do you come here often? Monty Python navigate the dual line between ridicule and amateur as such dialogue is indeed possible in many of Jean-Luc Godard's films. Bonjour. Bonjour. Il fait beau ce matin. Oui? Oui, oui. Ah, d'accord. <laughs> uh, Venez-vous ici souvent? Oui. Oh, bon, bon. So, ridicule versus homage. I did make two short films that kind of play with these conventions, and you can see, uh, if you click through uh, in the show notes, the DNA that I sample for Monty Python and the New Wave simultaneously, and those are Art or Trash and or Time Bomb. So, a challenge with Pillhead will be navigating the path through and beyond my influences that eventually, hopefully, inspire some ridicule and homage of my own. Which, to bring it full circle, is totally pretentious. To learn more about Daedalus Howell, visit dhowell.com.